0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard with just one week to go until Scotland kick off their Euro 2020 campaign. A 1-0 win against Luxembourg brings the practice games to a close after exciting debuts for Turnbull, Gilmore, Patterson over the last week. Next up is the Czech Republic and on the club front, St Mirren have been busy making new signings and is this the week Celtic announce Ange Postecoglou? I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans. Gordon, I have a serious admission to make oh. And I need to get it off my chest Sooner rather than later I watched the match yesterday And I am now entirely positive And oh, completely no. optimistic oh, About dear, Scotland dear. getting out of Group D In Euro 2020 I look at the nucleus of McTominay, Robertson, Tierney, McGinn Gilmer and Patterson And I see the future But... To end on a negative note, Ange Postacoglu is apparently having his farewell game with Yokohama on Wednesday. Why? Every day he's not here is another day he misses of Celtic's pre-season training. Puzzling. Alex Ray, a week to go yes. until the Euros kick off for Scotland. Yeah. Fever setting in yet? Yeah, even though they always give him a bit of positivity there, and he's just giving the kiss of death, Gordon. It's uh, been a long time coming. Uh, I've seen some good signs over the last couple of games as well. Some good up and coming. Young players as well We're a current group That There seems to be a real belief Within this group And uh, I'm hopeful Gordon Obviously Next week We'll be in here He'll have his kilt on And we'll be ready to go Against the Czech Republic But when you actually Look at them Gordon They are tough fixtures There's no two ways about it And it's a, it's going to be A brilliant uh, occasion A shorter than usual break For me Four minutes in Let's make it all about me Very selfish yeah. I'm usually off For the full summer Two weeks cut short And if I was to drop a list Of reasons To cut the holidays short Scotland being at a major tournament Would be right bang up there At the top of the list Duke Evans Are you starting to get that feeling You've allowed yourself To get excited The practice games are done The domestic season Is now in the rear view mirror Yes oh. of course People will be keeping an eye On what their teams are doing Over the break But it's been a long, long time coming. You starting to feel that excitement? When I left uh, Saint Etienne in 1998, after Morocco had beaten Scotland three 0 I thought we'd be back at the 2002 World Cup in Tokyo. Well, I was there, but Scotland weren't. And there have been times over the last 23 years, Gordon, when I've thought, I'm not sure this will ever happen again. But we have a few sleeps to go, and it will be there in front of us. You've got to allow yourself to get excited about it, Alex. We, we don't do that, do we? As Scots, we like to, to try and keep a, a lid on things and, and not get yeah. carried away and not get too excited. But as Hugh says, it's been so long. Goodness knows when the next time will be. The last 23 years have taught us not to take it for granted. We do have an exciting group of players. We've got a couple of games on our doorstep as well. Yeah. Why not? Why not that, let yourself get as excited yeah. as can be? I think that's a great thing about it, Gordon. We have a couple of games at Hamden. I'm actually looking forward to the, the tournament over, overall, Gordon. We've obviously got games to look forward to in the 14th, the 18th against the old enemy and on the 22nd. But there's so much talent across the European uh, community where we can marvel over. And uh, somebody who loves the game, you know, you can watch several games a day. You're just mm. immersed in it. And, You've been uh, studying up the North Macedonian team. Are they, how well, they, they shape them up? I've, they? Actually, I've actually left that to shock. But uh, listen, it's, it's great, Gordon. See the fact that it was 20 odd years, 23 years since we've actually been there. The team has actually kind of galvanised itself. They seem to be in a good place. 
There'll be so many talking points There'll be people on here Clamming for some of the younger guys To get in amongst it and that'll be a great debate uh, leading up to this first I game. I mean, Hugh, even even for us on this show, right? We're going to open the phone lines. Yeah, I I can't remember the show. You you will. You were, I, I can't remember the show in the lead up to a major tournament when that's what people were building up to for the week and talking about who should play and who shouldn't and, and what teams they've had their eye on yeah. and you know everything about this summer is so different. We just haven't experienced one of these for many people and. In their lifetime Which is scary We've got well, players in the squad That have, have never experienced it Yeah exactly When I said the, the nucleus McTominay Robertson Tierney McGinn Gilmer Patterson Then I throw in David Turnbull as well Of those seven players I don't think Well Several of them Weren't born 23 years ago And none of them I think would even have been Of school age 23 years ago So for them That's just something They've read about Or heard People go on about But They are now The future Right, seriously, if you think these are strange times Five minutes into the show Hugh Keevans, the Grim Reaper has, He's got his win in the thing already So that, that's when you know that these are strange times Maybe the sun's got to him a little bit I'll keep an eye on him between now and 8 o'clock But we are back in our two-hour format uh, I'm sure you all enjoyed tuning in for an hour over the last couple of weeks um, But we're back to the two-hour main event As we build up towards the Euros And of course keeping an eye on everything domestic related as well So it's 0141 951 on the phones As usual And it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter Let's get stuck right in shall we Last night then Stevie Clark says The Scotland squad are in a good place Heading into the Euros He says they'll need to be more clinical than they were last night It of course was a 1-0 win Against Luxembourg on the night Shea Adams with the goal Luxembourg did go down to 10 men Which perhaps changed things Changed the type of challenge um, But overall uh, The manager was, was happy with his preparations What did you make of it last night Hugh? Uh, yeah very pleasing um, I, I know that the, the main misgiving That people have Is that we didn't score enough goals uh, I thought that Che Adams had a, a legitimate goal knocked off for reasons that uh, I, I'm not entirely sure of, uh, and that Lyndon Dykes missed a couple. Uh, however, I just think there was so much to be positive about where that display was concerned. Hugh Keevens, he's positive again. I, uh, this is going to take a lot of getting used to. Here's Stevie Clark. We're going to go there, we're going to try and be on the front foot as much as our opponents allow us. We play good teams, so at times we might suffer without the ball. But when we have the ball, we're going to be on the front foot. We're going to try and create chances like we did tonight, like we did against the Dutch the other night. We're looking forward to it. It's a tournament. It's been a long time coming, and we want to make the most of it. We're in a good place. Two defeats in 16 games. Freshness in the squad with the young boys. They've come in. They've all done well. They've, they've taken part in the group. They've, they've taken part well in the training. They've, they've made contributions. They've got their own. They've got their caps now. Welcome into the group. It's a little bit of pressure on the more senior ones that, that are there and things are looking good and you see the togetherness when there is an incident on the pitch, we're all there, we're all together, on and off the pitch. It's been building that way for quite a while now and we aim to continue that. Right, come on then, do you want to just phone up and tell us just how excited you are, how much you're looking forward to it? That's absolutely fine. If you've got a more specific point about last night and what you've seen over the practice games, let's do that as well. What, what have you seen? What did you take away are there any players in there that have changed your mind? Has your idea of the starting eleven for Czech Republic changed after seeing the last couple of games? Who has to play? Who do you think might not? All of the usual pre-tournament questions. That sounds good, doesn't it? Usual pre-tournament <laughs> questions, as if we ask them every summer. 0141-951-1025. Let's hear from you, and we'll kick off with Simon in Kilmarnock. What's your point tonight, Simon? Hi, guys. Uh, good to have you back to the two hours. Uh, how great is this? 
you know, a week away from a, a major tournament. Hugh Keevans is positive. <laughs> it's just a, it's a great time to be alive and to be a Scotland fan. Um, I watched the game last night. I've seen a lot of negativity online. I, you expect that, as you mentioned earlier, we're Scottish. Seems to be the thing. You always try and pick the negatives rather than look at the positives. But for me, last night, uh, Billy Gilmore, and we only had a little cameo appearance, I think 25, 26 minutes. But for me, he did enough to get himself in the starting 11. A little maybe a wild card. I really like Callum McGregor as a player. I think he's regressed in the last few years, whether that's down to the, the coaching at Celtic under Neil Lennon. Uh, or not it's, it's up for debate he's, I think he's had maybe one really good game for Scotland in the last maybe year and a bit and that was a Serbia game when everybody played brilliantly but um, I think Billy Gilmore's done enough I think he deserves a chance uh, and I think the Czech Republic will probably be preparing for you know that midfield three to be McTominay McGregor and McGinn and I think if you just add Billy Gilmore there were some of the times he would just he just danced away from players he just got great feet he's uh, you know can pick out a pass I think he's done enough and I think he deserves a deserves a chance and that's something before the, the tournament. You know, I wasn't sure about him coming in the squad. I didn't think he'd played enough football. Uh, but then you see him last night and you just think, I don't watch much English football so it's not something I, you know, I've seen him too regularly. And then you see him you're just like, wow, mm. what a prospect. And that's, that's interesting, Simon, because that, that's kind of specifically what I was hoping for tonight to find out if the last two games, if that was enough to to change perceptions for people Now I know you shouldn't base things on On one half an hour performance or whatever But you just said there You weren't actually sure about Billy Gilmore being in the squad Because you didn't think he'd played enough football But now you've seen enough And you're convinced that not only should he be there He should be in the, the starting eleven as well Yeah absolutely uh, You can just see his, his skill level uh, His technical ability is just incredible You know, Cal McGregor's a really skillful player He's a good first touch as well But Billy Gilmore's just the way he kind of Crests that ball in and you know, you can just see he's got that level of ability that's maybe, you know, slightly just up. Uh, I think if we have to do that, we'll maybe need to drop John McGinn a little deeper. Uh, that might negate John McGinn's attacking ability. So it's a so it's a big debate and a kind of question about whether, whether you want to do that or whether you just want to have McGregor and McTominay deep and allow McGinn to, to push forward where he's probably better. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think the, the two the games, the Netherlands game, I was speaking to on Thursday with Mark Wilson, and you know I was really, really impressed, as as I think everybody was, and we we pretty much agreed on what we thought the squad was going to be, uh, the, the starting eleven was going to be, mm-hmm. um, and I had McGregor in there. But since watching that, and you know I've watched a bit more of him online the last couple of days, and I'm, nah, for me Billy Gilmore has to start, and we have to we have to do it. This is the first my first tournament, first tournament really that I can remember. I was ten, uh, ninety eight. And uh, Kelly just won the cup in '97, and Scotland were at a, a World Cup in '98. And you know, you're 10 years old. You're like, football's amazing. This is great. You know, it's always <laughs> going to be like this. And uh, well, you were in for a shock in the years that followed, Simon. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, it's just great. Looking forward to all. Yeah, it really is. Um, Alex, yep. I had a, a funny feel. I've missed you all terribly over the last couple of weeks. My life has just not been the same. And I was sitting at home last night thinking about the show. I had a, p- a pretty strong feeling that the first caller, the first couple of callers would be about Billy Gilmore and and him being one of the standouts in such a short time that he actually got on the pitch yeah. last night. What do you make of Simon's point? Oh, listen, I I, I love the boy. Uh, I love what he brings to the table. Um, I look at his technical ability. I think Simon touched on that. He has a range of everything going. His um, range of passing, you know, he gets the ball in tight headers on the left-hand side. He's looking to expose down the right-hand side, so where the space is. If he sees an area to bust past people, he has the ability to drive past people. 
He had two shots on target in that 30 minutes as well Which is not a bad ratio when you consider So he has a, a range of a midfielder Whereas if you look at the rest uh, McTominay, you know uh, I, look, I look at McTominay He is athletic, he gets about He, he, he puts blocks on um, But I look at this boy and I look at him technically And I was just wondering Could you play McGinn on the left hand side? Play McTominay on the right hand side And let him just dictate Because he can pull the strings Gordon So, so in, in, a, in that midfield three you mean Yeah, yeah. And, But play him in the middle of it all So he can actually bust The guys would be the protection mm-hmm. from the bit of muscle Because the one thing they two bring is physicality to it You know uh, Know that the, the Gilmore shrinks it Because you see him with a header uh, Later on when, it, when he went off So he's, he's brave But what he's got there is You've got two guys that would protect him I like McTominay as well Last night when He was willing to Front people I love that uh, I mean uh, you're thinking It's only a friendly Take it oh, easy no. Euros just coming well, up He it, was it, he was it, bang it, up for it Wasn't it Listen the, the new me Wants <laughs> Wants Billy Gilmer In the team From the start And so You the, you have changed honestly is, I, I, A couple of years ago You would have been Nah he's too young He's no, no, this I is love not, it The new enthusiastic shug This is not based on 27 minutes Before a ridiculous challenge Took him out of the match This is based on the fact of Ability First and foremost Because that's all that matters in the end Tremendous ability But someone who I mean we can remember the game Chelsea against Liverpool He dominated uh, In an English Premier League match Against Liverpool He is that standard Clearly Otherwise uh, Lampard wouldn't have had him In the Chelsea team And Thomas Tuchel Wouldn't have had him In the Chelsea team He was in the Champions League Final squad He didn't go on Sadly But He's there He's that level He's that good so the new me wants Billy Gilmer to start again to the Czech Republic. That, do you get the impression that Stevie Clark uh, got into this game? Yeah, I have to be honest with you. I think the Czech Republic will be a lot more difficult than Luxembourg oh, last night. So I sure. think it's a, it's a step up. There were a man late last night, which actually gives him a, a wee bit more space mm. as well. So there is a bit of mitigation gone, you know. But the, what you see when he gets the ball just lights you up. You go, Oof, this oh, yeah. boy's a player. Thank you very much Simon Like a positive enthusiastic start to a Monday night I, <laughs> things, that, me, I, things that I never thought we would see On Clyde One Super Scoreboard Let's bring in Josh Who's also a big Scotland fan And wants to give us his take ahead of next week Josh, you'll be excited Oh, what, what man That Honestly, every, every day I'm waking up It's like Christmas or Christmas Eve Do you know what I mean? Every single day I, I, I get mere and mere buzzing The tunes the, 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 the radio shows All the podcasts The build up It's just absolutely phenomenal I've got to pick up on something there uh, Alex said uh, About the idea of Putting wee Billy uh, In the middle And putting two of the Kind of more muscular Kind of robust uh, Players in front uh, And McGinn And McTominay Now is that not what uh, Juventus used to do With Andrea Pirlo uh, and, and kind of have um, um, the, the two kind of uh, stronger uh, players in front of him to give him a bit of defence, uh, so that he could sit back and, and ping the passes uh, for uh, for Juventus. I think that's what used to happen there. Now, obviously, I wouldn't make brash comparisons because Andrea Pirlo couldn't lace Billy Gilmore's boots, but <laughs> I certainly, I certainly think that we do. Wee man has done enough to get himself in the squad. Um, but also, guys, I just I think there's the. the we, we are so good all over this team, right? And and I think that while Billy Gilmore's been brilliant, you know, he's brilliant last night, he's looked amazing for Chelsea when he's played. And um, we've also got to bear in mind, right, that we've got the likes of Callum McGregor uh, and John Fleck, guys have got so much experience um, playing at you know playing at a top level, um, and and you know just just having that that you know real blend of um, like you know that dynamism that Billy Gilmore. Brings you and then the experience of boys like Callum McGregor, who's a leader on the pitch. You know, I, I'm seriously, 
I think we we are going to be we've got a week to go till the Czech you know game is finished. Uh, well, I think we're going to get three points, and let me tell you, I think we're going to do that up down south at Wembley. Okay, so we're winning at Wembley. Gilmore's the new Pirlo. Uh, that's a good start. I, 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 if there's ever a week to dream, this I, is it, Hugh Evans. And Josh, there are only seven sleeps to go <laughs> until the game. Uh, Josh will be besides himself by yeah, by listen, Sunday. Listen, night. if you've waited twenty three years for this moment, and for someone of your age, Gordon and Simon, the first caller who was ten when we came back from France in ninety eight, if you've waited twenty three years to have an opinion on who should play in the first game of a major final. Then good You've waited a long time For that privilege uh, And there will be As many For Billy Gilmer yeah. As there will be Against the idea Of Billy Gilmer starting And that will be Replicated throughout the team uh, where, Who should the, the Central defensive three be yeah. That will be the cause Of great debate as well However This is what Stevie Clark Has created When he mm-hmm. came in Things were at a pretty low ebb But If my memory serves me correctly He's only Failed to win in three of his last 17 So He has quietly and assuredly mm. Brought this up to a level Where the country is now At Heidel He's even making points that I agree with Alex This is a very very bizarre start uh, To the week but He's right isn't he in the sense that We now have like genuine options In, in, in most positions yeah. so lots of people are clamouring for, for Billy Gilmore but let's be honest If when the first game comes around If it's not Gilmore And it, and it is Callum McGregor Or Absolutely. Stuart Armstrong is in there That's not the end of the world And you're allowed to You're allowed to suggest That you know I'd like to see that guy in Without slagging off the guy of that, you, that Whose place he would take You see a lot of that in social media So and so has to play Because he's hopeless He's rubbish He should be nowhere yeah. near it Let's for a couple of weeks Park that rubbish They yeah. all deserve to be there Certain guys got us there Certain guys have now Played their way in And we've got good options All over the place I think that's one of the things That Steve Clark will have to factor in He's thinking Gordon The guys that got them there You know you look Callum McGregor Listen I think Callum's By his standards It's dipped this season mm-hmm. I think uh, over the last couple of years I've seen was it the last three years that He's actually played over 200 games Or something It's ridiculous mm-hmm. numbers You know uh, So he's done that You mentioned the boy Armstrong He had a brilliant uh, Finish to the end of the season So he he brings uh, at a level of performance as well So I think we're, we're really Kind of fortunate In the middle of the park Now we've obviously seen Gilmore last night For 30 minutes And we're thinking Wow and the things We're really fortunate In the middle of the park And again it'll depend On the actual game plan I actually liked what Steve Clark had to say there Gordon Because I'm thinking to myself How do we approach this But he actually says He wants to get in the front foot From the off he, He's seen enough uh, Last night And he's seen enough Against uh, Holland To suggest that They're actually going to Go and have a mm. go Because I wouldn't like Scotland to go there and do it and just sit back and try and play a counter-attacking mm. game because you want to go there and try and have a go. Mm-hmm. I mean, Josh, I'll leave the major optimism and the big predictions to you, but I'll share a little bit in the in your confidence and your optimism. I feel like not that long ago there was all these question marks. It was how how can we fit in Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson? It now looks like we can, and we're pretty Absolutely. happy with it. We've got no strikers We've got no firepower All of a sudden She Adams don't look too bad oh. The midfield was always good And now we've added Billy Gilmore and David Turnbull to it Guys like Jack Hendry Have come, come back from Came from nowhere From really. nowhere so, Josh do you feel like A lot of the doubts That were hanging over us From maybe a year or so ago Are starting to Disappear ma- ma- Massively Gordon and, and you know you know, You're saying about um, Kearney and Robertson there You know I mean, I'd like to get Alex's take on this. See, watching them in the two friendlies, um, you're, I think you're really starting to see that that kind of partnership uh, coming together. You know, you're seeing Tierney when he takes the ball and he, he goes on the long-busting charges forward that, you know, so, you know, gets everybody pumped. You see, you see Robertson dropping back 
and and one of them goes and one of them doesn't. Do you know? And it, it's really really impressive to see. Um, and Kieran Tierney, by the way, he is going. He's going to go to be at Arsenal for long. By the way, I think he's got everything. He is going to Real Madrid or Bayern Munich or something. He is unbelievable. He's going to be, um, you know, the top top echelons of Europe. I think his appetite's uh, infectious. You know the the way he bombs forward, and you don't often see that for a left-sided centre-back. Who's his natural instincts to bomb forward, but it's not just the desire to get there. It's his actual quality when he does get there. You've seen it, Randy Robertson, when he laid one on a plate the other night for Nisbet. So they seem to have got the balance right down that left-hand side, which is great. I think there'll be a debate, as Hugh said earlier on, about one of the centre halves. Will it be Gallagher? Will it be Henry? Henry uh, showed up nicely the other night as well. Looks to be a little bit more comfortable on the ball for me, Henry. Then Gallagher Then you've got Stephen O'Donnell You know who's been a mainstay uh, In recent times Has Young Patterson done enough for, for him uh, I think the two boys linked very well up front as well Gordon Some of the partnerships One coming short One going behind You know and he could have scored a few more goals last night When Stevie Clark took over this job Everyone looks at Stevie Clark and says He wouldn't coach you out of your bed in the morning him But That's because he's doing his job He's thinking and slowly but surely He has got Tierney and Robertson In the same team And he has got the forward options And he has just done An outstanding job In the period of time he's been there Josh you look after yourself this week I think you're going to be in some nick by Sunday night And I'm all for it but just be sensible right? Right <laughs> uh, Absolutely not Gordon Sensible is not In the dictionary here Ah go on then You can allow yourself this one Thanks that was Josh 01419511025 More calls next You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans And Alex Ray Are here 01419511025 If you want to get involved On the phones You can tweet as well At Clyde SSB um, there is a, an air of optimism and enthusiasm Which we don't tend to get very often on this show So it's interesting to see Mr RFK says uh, Last time I saw Scotland at a major tournament I was in first year, rushed home Find my dad and his best mate The national anthem was on Brazil, let's go My dad's best pal is no longer with us to watch But I'm sure he'll be cheering them on from up above Can't wait, says Mr RFK Well said, I think everyone's got got their own Personal reasons for being so excited about this being around the corner here. I am trying to put myself in your shoes, Gordon, because I remember Joe Jordan scoring the goal in 1973 <laughs> that took us to Germany and ended what was it, 16 years of exile from the, the major competitions. And then we went through the whole thing 74, 78, 82, 86, 90 in Italia, uh, and so on and so forth, finishing up in France in 98. And I'm trying to put myself in your shoes because that would have been eight, eight years. Yeah, yeah, it didn't turn nine until the end of that year. So. The golden era. Yeah, but you weren't born. Yeah, I'm neither. You know, so yeah. I've got a good memory. I do have a fairly good recollection of France '98. I can even remember decent bits from from '96. But I, I think I'm a. Um, I, I don't know. If, I don't know what that is. I've just always had a bit of a good memory. I can recall those things. But for a lot of people my age and certainly younger, oh. as I say, a blur. when we left uh, San Etienne, when the Scottish press corps left San Etienne after the three 0 defeat from Morocco, I simply assumed get the passport we'd, back we'd, out we'd in a couple of years in in uh, Japan hmm. uh, and South Korea four years later. And no, we didn't. Let's speak to John, who's on the line. John, sum up your feelings with a week to go. Uh, good evening, panel. Uh, Gordon, you and Alex. Uh, as a centre producer, uh, roll back the years, 1997, uh, Celtic Park. My dad thought, like, why don't you take my ticket? You go. 
I've seen us qualify for a lot of World Cups and European Championships. Maybe it's your turn to go. And this, I thought that was just a normal. I was running that day and qualifying. I was 16-year-old standing in the stands and roll forward uh, 24 years later. I turned 40 on Sunday. I've got uh, the Scotland game to look forward to on the Monday. I, I actually work right next to Hamden. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps every time I'm walking by it, thinking about it. I've not got a ticket for the game. Uh, I feel that the Tartan Army, the ones that have been through the hell and the high waters watching uh, Scotland and the good, the bad, the ugly, they're, they're the ones that deserve all the tickets. But I can't believe it's 24 years later. See, see, just before we get on to the actual football, John, so you, you turn 40 on Sunday and Scotland play on Monday. I'm, I'm wondering how, how many weeks have you booked off work? <laughs> I've got a good few days off. Quite right. And, uh, unfortunately, my, my wedding anniversary is 18 from we play England 10 years. Oh, oh, there's only one winner. There's only one winner, John. Just to don't, illustrate. Don't say, unfortunately, <laughs> the, the, the wife might be listening. Don't say, unfortunately. Coincidentally, is a better I'll choice. Tell you what, though, John is going to boot the backside out this weekend. I Can mean, you seriously, your 14th oh, yeah. birthday and Scotland back. At, he was 16 when he went to the game to watch us qualify for France. My boy, Archie. Who, as you you know, Gordon never shuts up, mm. and is his granddad's boy. He on Friday, a week on Friday, uh, will be wearing a Scotland top in an English village. The only Scotland top wearer. The only in Scotsman in the village. And the day of England Scotland Wembley, there will be the one and only. John. You've got a big weekend lined up personally. Do you think the team can deliver based on what you've seen in the last couple of games? How do you think we go into the tournament? I think this is us coming into a golden era of Scotland players. Maybe not the, the laws, the Douglases, the Sunnises, but when you look at the players we've got in that team, they're all playing for top teams in England uh, and looking like star players. I think McTomb in the last few weeks for my new end of the season, in the UEFA Cup final, Europa final, sorry. Was the best player in the park. I look at McGinn, how he's went to Aston Villa and he's held his aim. I look at Tierney, probably the best player for Arsenal this season. I look at Robertson, mainstay in a, a Champions League winning team, a, a English Premier League team, and it's all big players. And Steve Clark's been away putting them all together. And whatever team he picks on Monday, I know I work, I'd like Gilmore on the team, but. He's earned the right to pick that first eleven because he's got his there. He's got the enthusiasm up. He's got everybody buzzing in Scotland. Uh, the last time I felt this was we played Italy and we get cheated. All the the full nation was behind us, and that's the way I want everybody in Scotland to be. My club team won the league this year, but see now it's all about Scotland. It's all about everybody coming together. Doesn't matter who he picks who. What players play for who? It's for me. It's all about Scotland, and then I'm I'm not going to sleep the next few days just fighting about it. My, my birthday will take care of itself. I'm not. I'm, go, I'm going to I'm going to come to your birthday party. You got me so excited. I'm going to come over to your birthday party. Alex John again, though. That's a good point about when you go through sort of man for man over those twenty three years. How many times did we have the post mortem on the show? And there was times when you almost you kind of had to shrug the shoulders and say, Do you know what. The players aren't good enough And Absolutely, where are they coming yeah. from And what are we going to do You know We need to start Building new facilities And we, we need Academies to do this And the, the grassroots game You know We've got nothing coming through We have got Dozens of players playing at a really good level at the moment Yeah, absolutely And, um, you know At a good level Top end of the Premiership, Gordon We have uh, guys like Callum McGregor um, 
the top end of the pitch Thankfully we get Shea Adams mm-hmm. Because that was a concern for me for, for, for a while uh, We have get guys at centre-half who are reliable I wouldn't say they're top end uh, centre-half scoring And I still think there's uh, scope for that But when I see guys like Patterson, Gilmore coming in I'm actually quite impressed with the boy Henry well, I've, I've quite impressed because I thought he was I'll be honest, I thought he was on his way out You know, he's obviously went away and proved oh. himself uh, voted the uh, European player over in Belgium, which is a great standard. So he's he's could possibly be one for the future as well, albeit in his mid twenties. So I see I see sprinkling of that Gordon. And the next three games will define it because we could be back to square one if mm-hmm. if it doesn't go particularly the way we would like it. Or see, we could even at that though, is is it a bit of a? Does it have to be a process? And I can't believe we're now going to talk about the reaction. Should we get put out and should we have a bad no, tournament? But. Yeah of course You don't want to go Make up the numbers Just being there isn't, sure. isn't good enough But we've been so long away Now we've got there Do we still have That that group where There's a belief that Whatever happens this summer We kick on again We go World yeah. Cup qualifiers and, and we're in a just We're just in an all round Much better place Yeah and I think that Will reflect on results Gordon Because We know how, we know how it operates If mm. things don't go Particularly well We're on our case If it goes well Then you know, oh. we can continue with the momentum. I, I was surprised there two two defeats in sixteen. He said, "Steve Clark, that's that's good going. That gives you something to build on." But you have to build on it, and and the only way they'll do that is if they actually do I've, good performances and results in the, in this competition. The Czech Republic game is so important. Are we yeah. today? Because that sets the tone. That defines how the, the remainder of the group is going to be for us. Because you get off to a winning start, confidence is sky high. Off you go to Wembley. Uh, but to start with a defeat It's the exact opposite You're yeah. on a downer right away Don't You look at the, the last couple of uh, games For the Czech Republic as well Gordon I think they lost to Wales 1-0 And then they obviously lost 4-0 to Italy uh, I think they have a game tomorrow night Against Albania So they'll be looking to try and get a win Get into this competition You wouldn't like to go on the back of some bad defeats uh, Thank you very much John Hopefully you have a good weekend 01419511025 Let's bring in Stuart And see what he's got Hi Stuart how you doing, alright, Gordon? Not bad at all. How are you? More importantly, good. Thanks. Hi, doing very well. Thanks. It's Looking fun. forward to the tournament. I was at Paris um, the last time they got to a tournament, nineteen ninety eight. I was there with a few pals, my brother and a few pals. So it was it was fantastic. The atmosphere was just brilliant. What was it like to be a part of? Sure, I am so jealous of people who've fantastic. experienced it. Now we get a little bit of it this summer. It was great. So we we started my pal. He worked in the National Physics Laboratory in Teddington, so in London. So we went down the night before, stayed at his flat, and he'd arranged a wee five-a-side game against some English guys. So it was a kind of Scotland-England game before we went there um, at his work. So we did that, and then we went for a meal. And did that get lively, or was that lively, or was it played in a friendly spirit? Well, I think it was quite friendly. You know, it was, it was a friendly Scotland-England game. Quite friendly. <laughs> yeah. there, there were people who went um, to, uh, to Paris on the the eve of the game against Brazil. There were people, Scottish people, who went to Paris. No tickets, not a chance of going to the match. They simply wanted to be there in Paris on the eve mm. of the World Cup. That's that's how it is. Yeah, and I know it's a bit different, Stuart. There's various reasons it's not in one city. We've got the pandemic and all the rest of it, so I can't pretend it's the exact same. But you know, th- those memories. How exciting is it to at least have a, a bit of that or a taste of it around the corner? Me, me and my brother-in-law, my brother, still speak about it. It was fantastic, and through in the Eurostar. When we get out of the train station, the, the crowds were just everywhere. And you're getting to meet people from a different country. We met Brazilians and we ended up outside the Old Alliance pub after the game that night. And it was just full of Scottish people. 
and they got a couple of bosses. We're all doing KPOPs, and that was it was magic. It was like just terrific atmosphere. And this is Fantastic. the thing, Stuart. Look how fondly you remember it, and we were hopeless on the pitch. Maybe hopeless is a bit unfair, but it certainly wasn't anywhere near what we wanted it to be. Can we put up a, a better account of ourselves on the pitch this time? Absolutely, I think. I think um, the opportunities there for them to do better, whether they do or not, you know, it's you know it's the usual glorious failure. But they've got some great players now, haven't they? With Billy Gilmore, I hope they do start Billy Gilmore because I think he's a fantastic young player. They've got Kieran Tierney, they've got Nathan Patterson, John McGinn, McTominay. My my only fear is, and I hope hope I'm wrong, but they don't have a prolific enough striker. But you know, you never know. You know, I'm hoping that they can, they can yeah. do well I think well, I think the fact that we've got um, Adams in now Gordon I think he creates things uh, I think Dykes was a, another bonus mm-hmm. uh, We came into the fold what, about a year ago 18 months ago So I think the fact that we've got a couple of guys Who can actually impact games Because I thought at the top end we were really struggling And they, to be fair to Nisbet Nisbet came on against yeah, the Netherlands and he, and he scored So we've had three goals in two games And three different goal scorers Right so Billy Gilmore right Every caller so far has said he should play I'm, yeah. I'm here for it If anyone out there thinks no I don't want him to play for whatever reason Fine, let's hear both sides of it I think you two agree Yes So who doesn't play then for, for you? Is, is it Callum McGregor because of it's you know the kind of similar role? And again, what, what I'm quite keen to get on this programme The next couple of weeks when we have these debates You're allowed to praise a player And suggest that he should play Without having to slaughter the other guy yeah. Like I said, you're seeing a lot of it in social media He needs to play because he's hopeless Let's uh, let's pretend nobody in the squad is hopeless, right? Because they've managers. all got us there, and they all deserve to be there. It's all managers will tell you. I can only pick a living, yeah. you know, and they they know that they've got more choices than that. And we thankfully have built up uh, some good strength and depth. And it's purely and simply mm. personal opinion for me. It's uh, McTominay, McGinn, and Gilmer as a midfield three. You the same. Well, not, but yeah, I, I said that earlier on. I'd like to see the Gilmore in the middle of the two because I think they two, I, mm. I think they both of them can break to middle to front as well. I think they've got plenty of legs. Just to throw a spanner in those works, then is there room for McGinn actually goes forward one off a striker That's... and it's and Callum McGregor does play or Stuart Armstrong plays? Po- possibly, Gordon. Uh, if. I don't think there'd be too much of changing. Uh, I think if there were going to be a change and Gilmore comes in, I think McGregor's the one that steps out because McGinn. So you think Dykes and Adams play though? Yeah, well, I think if he's going to have a goal, Gordon, you have to play with two strikers. Yeah. I, I think they were a real handful last night. I think on their day they can cause problems. I actually looked at the squad last night, Gordon, when I, when I seen it, and I thought this is not too far away from the way they're going to uh, shape up against the Czech Republic. There may well be one or two changes. But the majority of the guys would have started. I was, I was uh, Stuart there was talking about when they went in there and they were playing football. I went to the World Cup in 2006. I just left Rangers and then they've got the fan zones and they're all playing five sides. I've just got the old trainer zone bump right on the pitch. Sounds like something you would do, to be fair. Brilliant. And, and I think that's one of the things that it's, it's, it's going to be great, you know, if we can get all that kind of razzmatazz running about this, it'll be brilliant. 01419511025 I think Stuart mentioned Nathan Patterson We'll get Alex Ray Hugh Keevans And your thoughts on That one after these 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Are here 01419511025 To have your say We are obviously Focusing mostly On the build up to The Euros Just a quick Bit of news on the domestic front To mark your card with Dundee United Have officially confirmed The appointment of Tam Courts As their new head coach this evening 
Um, you'll have heard that in recent days 39 year old Steps up from his role as head of tactical performance He's a former manager of Kelty Hearts as well So we've got a new manager mm-hmm. in the Premiership already for next season Tam Courts in charge of Dundee United Let's go back to the phones And bring in Gordon in Livingston Hi Gordon Hi guys, how are you? Not bad at all What are you thinking ahead of next Monday then Given what we've seen in the last couple of games Gordon? Okay, so I got two points. The first one is I, I hope he starts Patterson and Gilmore. Uh, I think uh, we need to go not gung ho, but I think uh, I think we need to try for a win. And you know, if we get three points next Monday, obviously it sets us up. And I just think that Gilmore and Patterson are better attacking options than uh, McGregor and Donald O'Donnell, who haven't let us down. Don't get me wrong, but I just think you know. If it wasn't for Patterson and Gilmore's age, I think they would have been starting anyway. So, no, I think we should just take the chance and go for it. Right, OK, lots of people. I think we've we've covered Billy Gilmore. We may uh-huh. well get back to it. Gordon includes Nathan Patterson in that. He thinks he has to play. The new me wants Nathan Patterson in as well. Uh, I just think there's a, a total freshness about him. Uh, very impressive uh, in the cameo role he got last night. Uh, I just love to see him up and down that big Hamden pitch against the Czech Republic um, at the end of the day uh, he has emerged late on but that need not necessarily mean that you can't get a game and I, I get back to your point Gordon because in my humble opinion Nathan Patterson should start that doesn't mean that I am in any way denigrating uh, Stephen O'Donnell it, it's simply one man's Personal opinion I think Patterson Is a breath of fresh air Yeah I agree with you uh, The more I see Patterson The more I'm encouraged uh, What he brings to the table He bombs forward He can chop in I seen a, I seen a side of him Last night as well Where he went He just bars the boy Right off the ball uh, And then Marauded back up the pitch So I like I like that I like his delivery The quality of his delivery um, So I think he brings A lot to the table mm-hmm. Gordon And Like you says Having played at Hamden The, the size of the pitch it would suit him if he can get a, a, a free rein going up and down that flank. How much of this do we have to consider? The, the, the bit of the game that maybe we don't think about often enough, right? It's easy for, for us on the outside and certainly for fans to just go, nah, he, he's the best player for me, you know, get him in, he has to play, don't care what age they are, get them all in, fine, you know, that we acknowledge that. And then the the accusation would be that Managers are, are too loyal Or they're, they're sticking with the old guard Or you know They're not brave enough And they're, they're holding it against the players For being too young But, but is there another side to it that, that we don't always think about Where As good as Nathan Patterson may yeah. be And as good as Callum McGregor may, uh, Billy Gilmore may be Stevie Clark's the one that has to make the decision sure. And he Is in a position where he thinks Right okay I can pick Nathan Patterson Who I've had Five training sessions For him to learn What I want from him Because that's Absolutely. so important International football yeah. You don't get a lot of contact time So Stevie Clark Might love Nathan Parson He might think he's a brilliant player But he's sitting thinking Right I've, I've had five training sessions To tell Nathan Patterson What I want him to do I've had A hundred training sessions With Stephen O'Donnell yeah. To tell him What I want to do Now that might That might not be enough It might still be That, it, that he goes I don't care Nathan Patterson for it But is it at least worth considering That Stevie Clark Who's very meticulous And has a very particular way of playing Might understandably 
believe that guys that have been there a bit longer have the messages to what's yeah. required. But without doubt, I think that will go in the old guard's favour more so than these guys because they've only been in for a couple of training sessions. Gordon, you rightly said. So what they're coming in with is a freshness and a newness. I I personally think Steve Clark will go with O'Donnell. And I think it'll go with Callum McGregor in the middle of the park. Uh, and so you think both? No, yeah. I do. I, I just think because they're experienced. But you wouldn't. You'd do the opposite. Yeah, but, oh, but listen, it's okay for me to stand mm. in here. But Steve Clark has to weigh up. He'll also have the the analysis from the Czech Republic. He'll be able to identify the strengths of the the Czech players. Whereas I'm standing here going, "Oh, these boys done brilliant against uh, ten men uh, Luxembourg last night." So I'm only I'm coming from a different place. Steve Clark will come from a place where he's, he'll sit down with his coaching staff. He'll take everything mm-hmm. into consideration And he'll do what he thinks best But you make a very valid point In terms of well, He says two two uh, defeats in the last 16 They guys would have mm-hmm. very much come into the reckoning Of been in and around that team They know the infrastructure mm-hmm. They know the teammates They know the other uh, defenders within mm-hmm. that team So he'll have to factor all that in And see if it's like worthwhile throwing these younger guys in Gordon He kept on saying front foot In the clip you played of uh, Steve Clark, He kept using the expression Play on the front foot yep. I think if you're playing on the front foot Then Patterson and Gilmore Are more than worthy of your consideration What do you think Gordon? No absolutely And I was going to say I think that um, I, I, I understand Clark's dif- difficulty Because the guys haven't let him down The two guys that you're mentioning That might drop out to make way for these two But it, it, even if you look at their form In the last three months I think even the most rabid Celtic supporter would say that McGregor's maybe running out of gas a little bit. He's just played so many games. Gilmore's been in a Champions League final. I mean, his form over the last couple of months, he hasn't played every game for Chelsea, but what he has done has been really good. And the same for Patterson. He's new on the scene, but he he, he, he hasn't really had a bad game for Rangers or Scotland and the chances he's been given. Again, O'Donnell hasn't done anything wrong, but I just think it's worth taking a chance. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing to happen would be he, they both play against Croatia when we're already out of the tournament. You know, that, that would be so hard to stomach. Yeah. Yes, a good point. We need to start on the front foot. Thank you, Gordon and Livingston. Uh, not too far away. Let's go to Bathgate and bring in Adrian. Hi, Adrian. How are you doing, guys? Not bad at all. What's your point tonight? Uh, I've got a couple of points. It was basically, the first one I'll say is, before I start and trying to condemn people or try to make them look bad, I think Clark is one of the best managers we've had. Now, to me, the try to fit Robinson and Tierney in the same group, Tierney, why do we not play him? Am I right in saying that Robertson's left midfield and Tierney's left back. Why not put Tierney left midfield and Robertson in the left back? Because I think, I mean, there was a game the other night there where Tierney run past Robertson, then run past the two defenders, and it was like, it was like a, you couldn't stop him. So then why not give him that advantage of putting him in left midfield and playing that position Am I right in saying yeah, but, that? No but it's a, it's a three at the back I get yeah. what you're saying Kieran Tierney's a left centre back Andy Robertson's a left wing back I, I get what Adrian's saying Because Tierney sometimes Finds himself further forward But yeah. is, is that not the beauty of it? Is that Absolutely, not what yeah. we've actually found Works That works for us? Yeah I listen the, For them to go One in front of them Would have to go back to a back four They're not doing that now that's, mm. uh, we're, we're going with a back three Gordon with your wing backs I think that's casting stone mm. I don't think that'll change No but I think even generally Adrian's talking about 
Tierney being the more advanced one than Robertson But does it not suit us the way we've got it just now Where he actually does it from deep Well if you're talking about uh, Andy Robertson Going and playing left centre back I don't quite see that I think Tierney's mm-hmm. more aggressive as a defender as well When he's going to attack uh, headers and things So I actually think the the shape that they have at the moment I think it's working relatively well I don't see the, uh, the, the point of actually changing it in any shape or form We're a little bit short on time Adrian But I know you did have another point So take it away The next one is I would rather have Lee Griffiths there with one leg strapped up than London Dykes there. Now, the quality of the team we've got from back to front and the quality of balls that we've got across, you're not trying to tell me that uh, Lee Griffiths wouldn't be tapping them in, either a tapping, a heading. I couldn't believe the amount of games I've seen lately with London Dykes and the defenders. You think the ball's going in, all he's got today is get in front of the defender, put it in, and it's always the defender that's making the first run. He's one of the most laziest players I have ever seen. Wow, that, that's interesting, Adrian, because it, this shows you know everybody's got their opinion, which is fine. You know, I can't make you like a player or, or, or vice versa. He's not, he's not lazy though, is he? I thought that, no, I thought that was his thing. I thought Adrian, that was his strength. He, he, hold on, I thought that was his his thing, Adrian. That he at least put himself about. I can't pretend he's a world beater. He's not lazy, is he? And I would. I'm a Rangers supporter and I would rather have Lin, uh, Lee Griffiths there because he is a six-yard box man and he will put the ball in the net. Now, if we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot, we've got a great team behind us and then we put Lyndon Dykes on, so therefore we go and get a nil-nil draw or we go and get a 1-1 draw, you must be joking. Adrian, you started the- your call by saying that Steve Clark is one of the best managers Scotland ever had. And according to you There's nothing he does right uh, He didn't consider Lee Griffiths Worthy of even being in the squad Lee Griffiths couldn't get a, a start for Celtic In what was the worst season in Celtic's history He started it off by being too unfit To train for the, the new season uh, And he never had full fitness Throughout the season And that's why Steve Clark Did not even include him in the squad And I think he'd been disrespectful To talk of Griffiths was one leg strapped up Rather than uh, Lyndon Dykes Lyndon Dykes came into our squad At a time when You wondered about The prospects of qualification And Lyndon Dykes played a huge part In getting us qualification Your point about Lee Griffiths Simply does not make any sense Yeah it doesn't stand up for me either Lee Griffiths uh, If you're doing back three, four years ago Gordon when you look at his goals uh, This season I think he wound up with seven goals Last year 12 goals Six goals a year before um, And unfortunately he's lost his way uh, I'm not sure he's even going to be uh, And Hugh makes a very valid point There was a couple of Celtic managers Didn't fancy him over the course of the season He turned up unfit he didn't warrant a place in the squad Whereas Lyndon Dykes has come in And made a real big difference And I actually quite like the partnership That he's actually got mm. with Shea Adams Because one comes short One's running in behind And with a wee bit more care in front of goals He would add it to his Wait, goals I mean we did miss chances last Absolutely. night There's no doubt about it And he was guilty of that Is he lazy though? As, no, as Adrian no, says No no What I quite like about him Is he likes to go toe to toe With centre halves He yeah. doesn't, miss, he doesn't uh, uh, miss the physical side of things So for me I've, I've actually quite enjoyed What he's brought to the table so far Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun. slash football.
Even this only got a two week holiday this year It's Beat the Pundit and it's back Your chance to embarrass Hugh Keevans or Alex Ray You can take away some of the positivity in the room tonight By beating them at Beat the Pundit 01419511025 The lines close at 7 I've not given you long tonight So be quick and your chance to beat the Pundit is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here Joining me Gordon Duncan It's 01419511025 On the phones And just think about this This time next week We will already have played our first game At the Euros We will know if we are in a great position to qualify Are our hopes in tatters already Or are they somewhere in the middle This time next week It's going to be quite the seven days As we build up to it So keep the calls coming in There's been lots of Billy Gilmore must play Nathan Patterson should play We've had a Lyndon Dykes is lazy And should not play We've had all sorts Building up to the game next week So keep your calls coming in And we'll do more of them After we do this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football It is Beat the Pundit time I hope you two haven't been slacking You've oh, had no. a couple of weeks off Beat the Pundit in my absence We've been down to the one hour show We're back with the two hour version Which means the return of Beat the Pundit Have you been swatting up? I just think if you have natural ability You never lose it Right okay Well there's a joke to be made there obviously I've not been sunbathing <laughs> you can see I'm that just... <laughs> Yeah you're looking not bad Bronzed Well mm. I wouldn't say That's something that mm. uh, Comes out of your mouth Quite a Factor lot Factor 50 on that Nut of Nothing. yours No mm, got, to, got to be careful Got to be careful Right let's bring in Robert and Scottsdale Hi Robert <laughs> Good evening Gordon How are you? I'm well how are you? Did you enjoy your two week holiday? It was great It was good A bit of sunshine as well Robert Bit how of golf doing? Bit of rubbish golf Bit of daddy daycare as well Yep all good, good All good Robert it, I'm, Good to hear I'm, it I'm, I'm, I'm getting there So uh, Get the Glen Eagles in Surely, because you might get upgraded if you throw. If you ah, no, nah, I'd like to name drop. I, I, I ah, wouldn't do that. Good. Other other establishments are available. Um, Robert, are you confident of beating these two? Well, I'm confident of beating one because I've beaten them already. Oh, who's that? Mr. Kevins. When was that? A while ago. Oh, about three years, four years oh, ago. Oh, he's better now, Robert. He is. He's. Oh, he's, he's, oh, he's oh, oh, look at his face. He's come off the back of an impressive season. You finished the season well, I must admit. So we'll see how you go. Heads, it will be the rematch between Robert and Hugh. And tails it will be Alex Ray Let's see how we go Oh I'm afraid Robert It's the other one tonight It's Alex Ray Up against Robert and Scott And so Alex I'll give you some yes. Clyde 2 to listen to To the moon oh, Turn his mic off Before he ruins the show Right uh, Robert You've got 30 seconds You're head to head with Alex And you can pass That's all you need to know You ready? Thank you Right let's go 30 seconds Your time starts now Which player's currently got The number one jersey For Scotland's men's team? Marshall Jim Duffy recently became assistant manager at which Scottish Championship club? Is United What nationality is former Ranger striker Dado Purcell? Oh, Creation Before Billy Gilmore, who was the last Scottish player to win a Champions League medal? Andy Robertson Which club did Celtic sign Jack Hendry from? Bundy Curtis Main has signed for which Scottish Premiership team today? St Martin Who were the last country Scotland's men's team played against at a major tournament? Okay, let's bring Alex Ray back. Alex, can you hear us? Yes. Great. Same set of questions to you. Robert's brilliant, by the way. Is he? Yep. Brilliant. Love you, it. Let's 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 see how you fare. Are you ready? <laughs> let's go. Go. Which player's currently got the number one jersey for Scotland men's team? Uh, Marshall. Jim Duffy recently became assistant manager at which Scottish Championship side? Uh, Kelly. What nationality is former Rangers striker Dado Purcell? Croatian. Before Billy Gilmore Who was the last Scottish player To win a Champions League medal 
Uh, Lambert Which club did Celtic sign Jack Hendry from? Dundee Curtis Main signed today for which Scottish Premiership team? Uh, I'm going to say Dundee United Who were the last country Scotland men's team played against at a major tournament? Uh, Morocco uh, Just one last bonus question How much sunbathing have you been doing in the last couple of months? That was hopeless Was that that bad eye? Uh, honestly, right, and here's the thing Because you were... I was let me, joint leader Let me get this right Black Arthur's table You, I think you were Yeah, I think you were Right Aye. up there Last season This is correct You've been too much sunbathing I've, I've not been looking at anything But just I can tell right, okay. clearly get David Marshall's number one You both get that one each Lovely Jim, I mean it's extra awkward When it's a question about one of our pundits I can't, I'm not going to need so to I'm going to separate you two He's gone you're, to Air United Oh right You were too busy Chopping trees down Or whatever it is you do In your spare time At that point Air United So Uh Robert goes in front You both knew Dado Purcell was Croatian You've fallen for this one Paul Lambert That was always the answer To that question yes. But then along came Andy David Robertson Andy Robertson <laughs> Andy Robertson Did he get it? Robert knew it 3-1 oh, up dear. Jack Henry signed from Dundee There's yes. still some life left in you You were obviously out sunbathing again today Because St Mirren have signed Curtis Main Right. So Robert's run, running away with this You did pull one back with Morocco Which Robert didn't know But it was still a 1, 2, 3, three 4, 5 four, A 6 4 no, five. Was it a 5? A 5, 3 was it? There we go Anyway Well done Robert You definitely did enough Well done Robert The signed ball is on its way to Scotland Could, could I ask the, 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 your boss a favour? Go for it could I, could I get all the pundits to sign it? Oh yeah, they always all sign it anyway, Robert oh, I don't know The last one I got was only like three pundits Ah, nah, see, we've, we've upped our game since then, Robert Don't you worry I don't know if that devalues it or not But all the pundits will sign it for you Good man That's great Can I can I make a point regarding the Scotland team? Oh, why not? You've earned it Because you actually did get six You were doing yourself a disservice there You got six right, so on you go I didn't think I did Okay, I'll take your word for it, Gordon <laughs> You're the boss um, No, what it was Why don't he drop Andy Robertson. I know he's a Scotland captain and put and put um, Kieran Tierney there and play McTomin at the back. Oh, this was all going so well, Robert. You've come on, you've romped beat the pundit and now you've dropped Andy Robertson. What do we think? I don't think he plays great for Scotland. I know he plays great at Liverpool, but he's not the bet yet. I mean, to me, he takes every corner, every free kick and they're sometimes wasted. He had a very good game yesterday. He's a very, very good player. He's top class at a top class club. Champions League winner uh, The Scotland captain The chances of him being dropped are Even greater than Me getting the manager's job I think generally There's clearly an element of truth there Alex If your main argument is He doesn't play as well for Scotland as he does for Liverpool But there can be a number of reasons for that I'm I'm not sure anyone would disagree with that notion But he's still doing enough to get in the team isn't he And in particular the way that we seem to now have Worked him and Tierney together Actually the the last couple of games Gordon I feel as if he seems to have done A little bit better I think in some of the games Previous to that He was struggling a little bit and, I mean what uh, a part in oh, Kevin Nisbet's goal, Nisbet's goal. Night, yeah. the, the delivery's tremendous And that's that's what you want to see For Andy Roberts Once he gets into that advanced area uh, I, I, Me personally I prefer McTominay In the middle of the park I think he brings oh. a lot of energy To, to that particular area uh, So then what you're doing Is you're actually putting Another guy back into a position It's not really his number one So I quite like him in there So listen I understand uh, Leading up To this tournament I actually think Andy Robertson Going to have a decent tournament uh, Good to hear from you Robert A convincing victory as well On Beat the Pundit Successful night for you The sign ball Is on its way 01419511025 We're about to speak to uh, Danny Who's an Englishman in Glasgow I'll be interested to hear his take On what's coming up In the next couple of weeks Let's hear a bit more From the Scotland camp though Stevie Clark. In particular, talking about being spoilt for choice. He says, 
Everyone is in with a chance of making their mark at the tournament And he was delighted to be able to give Nathan Patterson a first cap last night no, I think it was up to the likes and headaches all over the pitch. I think the, the boys who played midfield the other night against Holland were really good. Enjoyed that midfield three. I, I enjoyed the way they played. Uh, different midfield tonight. So, listen, I've got headaches all over the pitch. That's, I think I said last week or earlier in the week, I want headaches. So, no big headaches in any positions. Everybody fighting. Everybody with a viable chance of being involved in the in the three games. That's, that's what we need. We need everybody ready. Because you never know what's going to happen now. We had the little... Scared with the COVID, pick up a couple of injuries in certain positions. Everyone has to be ready. You see tonight, when they come in, they know what they're doing. And that's really important. Good to get Nathan on the pitch. He's trained well with uh, Deserved his first cap. And I'm sure he'll be the first of many. First of many, says Stevie Clark. But will the many kick off at the tournament? That's going to be the next question. Let's bring in Danny, who is an Englishman in Glasgow, as I said. Danny, how are you feeling about the next couple of weeks? Yeah, no, I'm I'm feeling good, man. Any football one, I enjoy. But just before I get my point, I just want to say, as an Englishman, first tournament that I ever went to with my dad at about the age of nine or ten was France '98, and I remember travelling over there. Loads of the Titan Army were in the train. Absolutely brilliant atmosphere between the two sets of fans. So it's wonderful to see Scotland back at a tournament. And you know, as an Englishman living up there, I take a lot of interest in the national team and a lot of respect for what Clark's done. So it's great to have his back, and I think it's the first of many. Well, we agree on that, Danny. We've got off to a good start. What about <laughs> how, how then do you view that? Then that's quite a unique position to be in, where clearly you're an Englishman, um, but you see you do keep you, you keep quite a close eye on on the Scotland national team. So quite interested in your perspective. Yeah, I mean, I am I am not overly confident in terms of the England Scotland game. One because I think it always means a lot more to Scotland when they're going into that game, and it's it's a, a derby. It's probably the equivalent when England are playing Germany, and we're fired up for it. But what I'm really not confident about is I don't think England have got a settled team at the moment. I think we're a little bit over pace, carrying a few injuries as well. But if I'm Clark, I would be looking at it and I would be playing Gilmore and playing Patterson in that game. Purely because Gilmore knows a lot of their midfielders from the Premier League. He knows how to play against them. He's had the better of them on a number of occasions. And I think Patterson is so good going forward that if he's playing three at the back and wing-backs, if Patterson's bombing on, he can leave his defensive duties behind a bit. And that'll nullify Bowden or Grealish, which is going to be England's two biggest threats. And I think that way, Clark could tactically outthink Southgate with a game and if I'm honest, if someone offered me right now, I would take a point in that game because losing it, I'm going to get some abuse. <laughs> That's true. Your life has got the potential to be a misery if that does. And no offence, Danny, but I hope it is. And I might leave the abuse. I'll keep it polite, though. Um, Hugh, what do you make? That, that, that's Danny, the, I don't know, is it the enemy's perspective? Not quite, but he even he's saying Patterson and Gilmore. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just think, as I said earlier, they have an the breath of fresh air quality about them uh, and both are outstanding football players I also take Danny's point on board that England at the moment uh, you know not a settled team but in Kane and in Grealish uh, they do have outstanding players themselves um, we all think back to Hamden the two free kicks from Lee Griffiths uh, the unfortunate end to the game with Harry Kane scoring in the dying seconds uh, but at Wembley correct me if I'm wrong but I think Craig Brown was the last manager to win there mm. you know it, you, you come back a long long way uh, and we lost 2-1 in aggregate to England so it, it's not an easy job to win there uh, I do think we'll go depending on the result against the Czech Republic we could go there with extreme confidence 
Or we can go there Knowing it's must win I think we'll go with extreme confidence I think we'll beat the Czech Republic And I think Danny's right That no one down south Will say Oh England are a shoe in If we're talking about these guys That, that Danny's mentioned Gilmore, Patterson It's been the sort of theme yeah. of the show tonight Alex Do, do they need to st- if, if they're going to start Is it more likely to be that first game though? The, the, uh, um, what are the chances of them Not starting the first game And then being pitched in at Wembley Does that seem less likely? Yeah I suppose it depends on the And the result in the first game Gordon mm. You know but I can't get away from the fact I think Steve Clark Will most certainly stick With his tried and tested mm. I, I just get that feeling You know I, I think the fact Who's got more of a chance Of starting then out of the two? Uh, I would probably say um, Billy yep. Gilmore Yeah I just thought he'd such a, a, An impressive uh, impact Gordon I'm listening to Danny there And he's saying Oh And, and I take his point on board Scotland players You know they'll, they'll, They love the old enemy They come in together And we're getting ahead of ourselves But when you look at the front line As well for England You know it's Some of the players Foden's just picked up The young player of the year Harry Kane's exceptional mm-hmm. won, won the golden boot You've got Raheem Sterling as well So And if that's the Grealish. case If that's the case then Grealish, Sancho and Rashford Are on the bench <laughs> If it's, uh, the, if it's the first three that yeah, play Absolutely And then you've got Young Mason Mount as well Gordon You know So so they they have an array of talent And when you look at Defensively Stone went for 50 million Maguire was what 8, 70, 80 million You've got the boy Kyle Walker at right back Chilwell was 50 million So they have a real Array of talent as well So I think we really need to Just focus on The, the bigger they are The harder they fall well, That's listen, what they say isn't and, it? and the great thing about it Is you would go down there Thinking if we can rally And get in amongst it And they, they roll up the sleeves uh, but it'll be a difficult game As Hugh says you, Over the, the time you've been covering us 50 years here yeah. To go down to Wembley Is always a difficult task uh, Danny thank you very much It was nice to hear from you You brought up again That man Nathan Patterson He says it would be a dream To make his mark at the Euros After winning his first cap last night He says he's going into game Every game with no fear And that's been the key To his recent success uh, Yeah it was obviously great Being working to the, after this moment Of my whole career And I've got the chance And I've went on And I thought I'd done well Done that all, all season I've trained, trained hard And just just went on and shown what I can do and shown that um, when you're young you can still still go on and pitch and show what you're capable of and I thought I'd done that. Yeah, yeah, it's just wait and see what happens. You work hard and hopefully you can get a chance and if the chance comes you go on and take it but I'm just wanting to get my head down, work hard and training and hopefully I can get an opportunity. He seems like the right type as well, oh. Hugh, as does Billy Gilmore, as does David Turnbull. I suppose they wouldn't be there if they weren't. I mean, Stevie Clark's not going to bring in young, inexperienced players who... You know, aren't the right characters? It should go without saying. But in particular, when you when you listen to them and you hear their teammates talking about them, yeah. or their club manager, or their international manager, whatever it may be, they seem like the right sort. I like the fact that he said there on more than one occasion. I thought I did well. You know, I know that people will say, "Oof, he's a bit self confident, isn't he?" Well, why not? Uh, he's trying to make his mark in international football. He's been part of a Ranger side who have had uh, an extraordinary season. And I like the fact that he assesses his own performance and knows that he did well and he's not afraid to say it. And Stevie Clark will like that as well. If you're going to play England at Wembley, and I'm not overlooking the Czech Republic because that will have its own demands being the first match at a major final for 23 years. But if you're going to play England at Wembley, you'd better be confident in yourself. Do you know the see Christmas Gordon? Young Nathan Patterson would have been sitting there. He'd have been loving being part of that Rangers setup. And all of a sudden, Tavernier gets an injury, and he's just come right into the fold. He's mm. excelled. He scored goals in Europe as well. And now he's got a squad going to the Euros. He performed last night. His first cap. 
you know, you're just thinking, I listened to Paul Gascoigne talk today about a six week period at the beginning of, uh, I think it was at the World Cup, and he was saying that just changed my life. And I look back really fondly, and you're just thinking, could this be a, an opportunity for one of these young guys to go out there and do, in six weeks' time or four weeks' time down the line? They're going, my God, that just I catapulted me into mm. a different stratosphere. And something Stevie Clark mentioned, maybe, maybe I won't go there, maybe I won't jinx it, but look, he mentioned something about the fact that we've come through these two games as well, touch wood, all the rest of it. Everybody's so far fit, good, raring to go Please don't blame me if that changes Thank you Uh, To Danny again 01419511025 Back in the phones next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here It's the usual number to get in touch And if you'd rather tweet you can do that as well You'll find us over there at ClydeSSB um, let's go back to the phones We've got Brian and Bishop Briggs Let's go just just slightly further afield Than Bishop Briggs To Vancouver, Canada And bring in Sean Who's on the line Hi Sean, great to have you Hey, how's it going? Not bad at all, how are you? Yeah, pretty good Just uh, at work today And uh, I'm actually in Calgary now But I grew up in Vancouver I mean, I'm nosy Sean Give us the backstory. So you <laughs> Were you born there? Were you born here? If you don't mind me being too nosy yeah, sure. No, um, I was actually born in Vancouver. Um, my parents, uh, my mom's from Edinburgh, my dad's from Stirling. So I'm a first generation Canadian, but full blooded Scot. Love that. Okay, so we've got representation over there for the Euros. What's it like looking on from from a distance this time then? Well, it's kind of difficult because I was always planning on being at the next tournament. I was in France in 98 with uh, eight of my other first generation Canadians as well. Uh, we uh, traveled over for the World Cup in 98. And uh, I should have been there, but uh, from a field, we've got, uh, you know, we've got lots of friends, lots of groups that are over here in, in Canada, and uh, we're all big Scotland supporters as well, and we're all going to be uh, you know, in our kilts and in our Glengarry's and finding a place to watch it. Uh, what, I wonder what you think of, of the team and so on from that, that distance as well, Sean, because it, especially now in the social media age, maybe there's a, there's a bit of an echo chamber here, and and we all maybe talk about you know the the same one or two players that that stick out to us, and it's it's very easy to to get caught on on certain themes. What have you made of this squad as we approach the tournament? Um, I'm actually uh, super excited for this squad. It's, it's been the big, biggest excitement, um, especially when the squad was announced and having the youngsters like Gilmore, Patterson, and and Turnbull uh, in the team. It it was it was like a big relief for me to actually. To find that out And I'm really hoping That they get some time in I don't think there's any question That they will uh, Sean it'll be about That first game Against the Czech Republic uh, It's two o'clock In the afternoon here I don't know where, What time it'll be In Calgary uh, Two o'clock next Monday um, But That game Is so important For me If you win Your first match uh, you are in a position where your confidence is sky high. It doesn't matter that you're playing England at Wembley in the next game. The first match, the Czech Republic, Slavia Prague and Sparta Prague had their way with Celtic and Rangers in European football in the season just ended. But the Czech Republic as a national team are not in the best of shape and they've taken a, a 4 nothing beating from Italy uh, last week. And I just think that we have to take advantage of them at Hamden And build everything from that platform but Hold on, so Sean, what does next Monday look like? Because are you not seven hours behind? 
Right. Or, uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll, be a, it'll be an early, an early wake up, se- seven a.m. in the morning. But I think I'll be. I don't think I'll be sleeping to be honest with you. So uh, just stay up the night be, before, Sean. Just I'll, uh, kick it off. Probably. Then. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I've taken. I've taken two and a half weeks off of work for this. So <laughs> I'm. Uh, I, I'm. 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 Could, well, could get messy, go Sean. Ahead, go. One, like of, one of the most emotional I ever had, Gordon. Uh, Scotland played in Toronto, and it was in the approach to the World Cup uh, many years ago. And uh, of course, they they played O Canada before the, the game started, and then uh, the same lady sang "Flower of Scotland," and you're a long way from home, Alec. And it was emotional stuff of the, Toronto, the country of Canada, uh, the Scottish people who are there. Uh, and their first generation children It's some place for Scotland So are you the founding member of your local Tartan Army branch, Sean? Are you going to have some company watching the game? Yeah, yeah, I am actually um, we, uh, we, yeah, we started in 1998 But we, I've been to Scotland games well before that So my first game was actually when Scotland toured Canada in 1983 That was my first game at Empire Stadium in Canada and uh, Charlie Nicholas uh, played in that game. Uh, Mark McGee scored for for Scotland in that game. But yeah, the uh, the amount of support over here and just in in that game alone, it were, there was more Scottish fans in that game than there was Canadians. And there's lots of Scots here, and I'm just representing like one of you know tens of thousands of Scots that'll be pulling for Scotland uh, in the uh, in the game next we start next week. I love that I'm starting to feel Aye, Even better now we, we've, got, we've got a lot of support behind us I didn't know we had Alex Ray We're good to go Absolutely I, I get a tour of uh, the Parliament over in uh, Toronto as well And the, the Scottish uh, Prime Ministers they had At the very beginning A real uh, Kind of Scottish contingent over there And you can clearly see that there I know with uh, Sean Man That's absolutely brilliant Two and, oh. and a half weeks off Shug, we should do that Shouldn't we? We should go to Calgary Alex Ray talking about Canadian politics. I, t- I told you. I told you there was a strange show. I just. I, I had that feeling. Sean, will you come back on after the games? We'll maybe keep in touch with you throughout the tournament. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem at all, guys. Good man, it was great. Thank you for taking the time. That was Sean over there in Canada. Uh, let's go to Bishop Briggs. A bit different and bring in Brian, who's on the line. Hi, Brian. Hi, uh, how's doing, guys? I'm not as interesting as that last caller, but uh, not at all. I, I believe in you, Brian. Take it away. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, it, do you know what it is? It's just to come on and actually talk more about Billy Gilmore. I know you've spoke about him a lot tonight, but That's fine. it's just I just wanted to make a wee point and then maybe ask a question to the panel. Um, my point is, see, see, as soon as that boy came on, I think he, he dictated a lot of the game. See, especially in that midfield, like I don't think he, I don't think he made a bad pass the full time he was on, and like you saw as well as soon as he came on, I thought you can tell how good a player is and how confident he is when he's off the ball. He'll, he'll scream for it all the time he'll, he'll, he'll try and get in as much space as he can and I just thought he was absolutely outstanding and um, I just want to ask the panel personally I don't think you've discussed this yet mm-hmm. the challenge that happened to him do you think that was a, a red or do you think it was a deserving yellow? Uh, I thought it was a ridiculous reckless dangerous challenge uh, I thought it was premeditated he had no intention of playing the ball he had every intention of going for Billy Gilmer and for me it was a straight red card yeah, I, I spoke to Hugh prior to uh, coming on your show. I thought it was a yellow. I thought a red would have been a bit too severe. But listen, he knows exactly what he was doing. You know, Gilmore was always going to get it first. Uh, and he was a bit naughty, mm. actually, the way he lent into him uh, and smashed him. I mean, the good thing is it seems to have purely been precautionary. Uh-huh. He, yeah. 
Initially You know When the, the camera zooms in It didn't look great It looked like he They're horrible He didn't really know Where he was And what was going on But actually I think that was just Straight away yeah, he, he obviously wanted impact. to play The doctors made Because you know You can't take chances Especially now no, but, it's, it's not wise But in, a, in answer to Brian's question I thought it was malicious And premeditated And Disproportionate force And for all of those reasons mm. He should have walked Brian mentions about You know Sort of as soon as he comes on yes. And the way he, he demands You know f- From players round about him You know I, I put on Twitter last night Sort of I've seen enough You know he has to start <laughs> I must I must confess right I think I, I was being a little bit Tongue in cheek in the sense that When I said I've seen enough it, it wasn't only based On the 20 minutes he was on But Yeah of course The tone gets lost on Twitter sometimes And lots of people were asking me Why can you say that 20 minutes against Luxembourg Down to 10 men But What you've noticed Alex Whilst he's not played a lot of football Every time he plays And no matter what level he's getting pitched into Never really looks out of place And doesn't look like somebody who Is having to feel his way into the game Or as, you know, as a young player just trying to get by yeah. It's just not his style You spoke about Nathan Parson saying uh, You know, I, I felt as if I'd done well I don't think this boy needs any uh, confirmation I think he goes on there he has a real belief in what he's actually doing, Gordon. He's a range of passing. Now, listen, I, I don't want to get too carried away, but you're right in what you say in terms of all the games that we've seen him playing for Chelsea and things. He just looks comfortable on a football pitch. I like the fact that he dictates. Now, I don't. I, I think he can go and dictate games. I've often said to you, I'd like to see McGinn go on the ball. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see McTominay go on the ball and, and keep the ball for longer spells. I see that with Gilmore. I think we can retain the ball. And because he demands it after the players... As a young boy just going like to senior guys who's been in around about the fold for several years, give me the ball. Mm. Let me let me take control of this game. So he has plenty of belief. And even if he doesn't do it at this particular uh, competition, Gordon, this boy's going to be mm. about the Scotland set up for a long, long time. What about um, Brian? Because Alex says they're about getting on the ball, dictating it. I have seen it said, and it's certainly a valid argument or, or a valid area for us to explore that that's not necessarily Stevie Clark's style And in particular Given the level of opposition We're up against He might be more interested In getting behind the ball And, and spoiling the game or, or, or making it difficult For the opposition Is that still something Billy Gilmore can do Or is that something That you think might rule him out Of, of starting these games I don't, I don't know Because I mean I think I think even without Gilmore though uh, Sorry even with Gilmore On the park I mean I think we could still Do that pretty much Like I think we can do that well uh, I mean, I think I think when it comes to, I think the, the commentators say that last night when the game was getting played, we can't miss chances the way we did last night against like the Czech Republic. Um, but I think with Gilmore on the park, we'll create a lot more chances. I mean, he, he can even date himself. He proved that last night when he took he took it run about three of the defenders and he had a shot on target. And he wasn't even on the park five minutes. But um, going back to what. Uh, the way you described that challenge there I couldn't have put it any better myself And what you said as well on the camera When he fell to the ground It, it, it just looked horrific And I def- definitely agree It should have been a red card I don't think the referee made the right decision there Gordon Segan back to uh, the point about In terms of doing the, the duck side mm-hmm. of the game Because clearly he can go on the ball He can skip past people He, 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 he loves a tackle as well doesn't he? Gordon there was, a, there was a period Where he tracked someone into the box mm-hmm. The ball came round the face And he just nips in front And he bought a free kick and that's a, an intelligence to actually sniff danger. He sees it early doors and he puts his seal on the right error, Hugh, oh, to, to, mm-hmm. to intercept that. So that shows me that he's got a, dis, a defensive side as well, Gordon. And this is what I like because I'm seeing he's ticking boxes with lots of different aspects mm-hmm. that a midfielder has to do, an all-rounded midfielder. 
And for me, you know, as I said, I think it's going to be about for years. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. From one Brian to the other, uh, let's head north. Brian's in Peterhead. What's your take on Scotland at the moment, Brian? Hello there. Yeah, regarding well, the centre forwards in the squad and in the team. I mean, at the moment we're using that Shea Adams and Lyndon Dykes. Yep. And we saw them last night, and neither the two of them could kick a barn door. Never mind hit one. Shea Adams scored, Brian. Yeah, you know, you'll know, you score something to keep trying 40 attempts. You might get one goal. But yeah, but the, the barn door was hit though then, wasn't it? It's a really good team. He won't get near the ball. Unless he uses his elbows and gets sent off, of course. Hmm. Who, who would you play then, Brian? Who, well, who would you throw? Well, there's no problem because there's very few centre-forwards in the team that anybody would hmm. pick. I mean, I'd probably go for Nisbet and Fraser. They're, they're maybe the best are a bad lot. I mean, the best one's out is Griffiths, but for a lot of reasons he's not there. But we've really got a real problem with forwards. As I said earlier in the programme, after 23 years of waiting to have an opinion on team selection, by all means, have your opinion. You've waited a long time. However, so far, so far, so far, Lyndon Dykes is lazy. Uh, I never said, I never said. No, 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 uh, Lyndon Dykes couldn't hit a barn door. Uh, you know, the, the, by all means, have your opinion, but it's disrespectful. It's not accurate. Uh, you know, Che Adams is in the squad because he scores regularly at club level. Lyndon Dykes scores regularly for QPR. Mm. Um, you know, they of course they may not be out of the top drawer. You would rather have Harry Kane, but. They are the best of what we have And it's good to have Nisbet in reserve Because he's shown so That he can score Two goals scored in his last four he, appearances Adams For, for he, Scotland Yeah if well, it's his last like two that. Isn't it it's, it's, yeah, it's scored four, in, yeah. That's his ratio two in, his, in, in his last two games yeah. I mean So the first sure. one came against the Pharaohs uh, Then last night he, he got 11 for Southampton last season I can't pretend that that's brilliant But it's, it's also not terrible If you look through English no, Premier League strikers It's not You know like I say It's not terrible He's got Um Oh, sorry, that would be nine with the two. But the two to say they goals. couldn't hit a barn door is simply as disrespectful mm. as it is inaccurate. Brian, listen, I'm a big fan of Kevin Nisbet, and, and I hope he has a good tournament. He came on and, and scored a goal, but I, I, I wonder if because of the different level, I wonder what makes you so confident that he would be better than Adams. So remember the season that got Shea Adams a move from Birmingham to Southampton. I think he got 22 goals for Birmingham. In the English Championship Which bad, is yeah. which is a, a notoriously Difficult League what, what makes you so confident That Kevin Nisbet's Better than that That Kevin Kevin Nisbet Would get a game for Southampton And would score Double figures for Southampton Dykes And Shea Adams Are not the answer for Scotland Yeah but they have to be mate, Because otherwise We don't have any other options We have uh, Nisbet Who I think mm. got about 16 or 17 goals Dykes got that Down in the Championship And I think overall The Championship's Probably a higher level On a weekly basis in Scotland So We have these three guys I'm not sure who else Is coming in at the back of them To to, to, to give support there So I think we're stuck with these Unless Lee Griffiths Gets mm. back to some level of fitness And that's up for debate yeah, I'll tell you what It depends where you start this off then Brian says that you know The best of a bad bunch Thing if it, You know if that's the way Brian feels But only a couple of months ago It was Lyndon Dykes And nobody And now it's Lyndon Dykes And Shea Adams A guy who's yeah. a solid and English pre- come I, out as well. I, I, I fully understand That if you look at the back Tierney and Robertson uh, Outstanding players Who have 
cost a lot of money. Uh, in the middle of the park, McTominay, McGinn, Gilmer, magnificent. The two up front aren't as good as the ones in the middle and the ones at the back, but they are not mm. all that we've got, but they are the best mm. of what we can but, but even draw at, from. Even at that, I still wonder if that's still doing a slight disservice. It's been it's been a while since we had a kind of mid-table, solid, regular starting English Premier League striker that yeah. we could that we could call. Gordon, I said, I said once he decided to come and play for us, I thought it was a real bonus because Lyndon Dykes is a good foil. He charge about. He brings a physical presence to the opposition. But he also needs someone behind that. I think the emergence of Nesbitt, I think that's the right decision to make him the number three. He'll be pushing on the door, scored in his first international. So in, in relation to what we have at our disposal, these three guys are at the top of that for me. Uh, thank you, Brian. 01419511025. Still time for your calls. I'm going to try something different this week as well. See, just in case you're not in the mood yet, and I refuse to believe that could be the case after listening to some of the callers earlier on. I think everyone is getting in the mood, but we're going to do something extra special to get you all in the mood this week, and we'll kick that off next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here. We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We took a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks downtime, back reduced the guys' workload to one hour, just one pundit in the studio, a bit of R and R for some of them. Now we're back at it. Two hours building up to the Euros. I can't I can't wait, honestly. Just a, a one over one week tonight. I'm a I just wonder what the mood will be Because tonight's oh. been a real learning curve We started off Positive. I've never known optimism like it People can't wait They're buzzing They're really excited They're loving the team Gilmore Patterson looking good as well And a PR is on And he says After the last few callers The passion's gone again With a few <laughs> laughing faces uh, I think he's right We've had but a few cynics on Gordon I said earlier on I said it'll depend on the, How we do in this uh, campaign You know everybody's optimistic They're on the front foot but if you, if you don't get the results you're required the, the the optimism will quietly go Even Hugh Keevans is optimistic at this yeah. stage That's when you know things, things are changing The new him Let's bring in Donny Who's in the south side Take it away Donny What's your point tonight? Yeah it's, it, I just think I seem to think I've seen your, your producer there How you doing chaps What about that? Good thanks Hi, I just seem to remember Say to your producer there Seem to be missing somebody A more, def- a more defensive side midfielder mm. That we find that, that gap I mean, between the, I mean, to me, the, the defence, between the defence and the, the midfield, we seem, to, we seem to be missing someone to drop back in to help with defence. Is that not what Scott McTominay's now there for, Donny? You know, he was, if you look at when we qualified, we had used him there in a, a defensive role in a back three. Then a couple of things happened. He played particularly well for Man United and Ryan Jack got injured. So is, is Scott McTominay not the, the man for that job? Well, I think so, but at the same time, like this, this, I mean, the past couple of matches I've watched, we seem to be, we seem to easily over, overran, overran that area between the midfield and defence, like, no, and everyone seemed to happen too, too easy. Alex? I, I, I actually quite like the organisation we have. We have uh, relatively good protection. I think McGinn recovers well. I think McTominay is the, the, the guy that kind of gives you that ultimate protection. Uh, and as I said I think if Gilmore goes there I think uh, Callum McGregor does it relatively well as well Armstrong's industrious so we have guys that can give that protection Gordon and I think because we're trying to encourage our, our fullbacks to get uh, forward you often see De- Declan Gallagher or you know Tierney going out to the left hand side trying to kind of uh, kind of snuff out that, that space down down the flank so I, I don't think we've been carved open and you look at the results uh, recently mm. as well 
Two defeats in 16 There's an encouraging signs there There seems to be a togetherness Now a workman like to get back into shape quite uh, quite early, Gordon. We must have the personnel to find a way, Donny, because you know it's been it's a real shame Ryan Jack doesn't make it. He played a huge part in Serbia, and I'm sure he would have featured heavily. And but like I said, Scott McTominay, John McGinn, whether Billy Gilmore comes into that conversation as many callers have wanted. That's before we've even mentioned guys like Stuart Armstrong, who had yeah. particularly good seasons in the English Premier League. Callum McGregor's played lots of football. Surely between those guys, we can come up with something. I think so, but at the same time, uh, Steve Clark seems to have changed his his, his philosophy from way, from way back in the commander days, etc. Like, no, he could be guaranteed total defensive, whereas now he seems to be attacking from from the front. Well, and I, 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 we we'll get, we'll get left, left open that wee bit in that, in that, in that mid, back to, midfield. To be area. fair to Donny, it, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting balance here because. Mm. The first thing we needed when Stevie Clark took over, we needed to be harder to beat. We really needed to be harder to beat. And, and that's, we are. And that's what he built his Kilmarnock team around. And we are. But there have been lots of times during his Scotland reign where this phone line was dominated by people saying, no, come on, look at the players we've got. Take the, the shackles off a little bit. We need to get in teams' faces. So where's the balance? The balance for me is that uh, defensively, uh, we're doing well enough to have qualified in the first place. Uh, to have lost only three of the last 17 matches But when you get to that first major final for 23 years I think you are obliged On behalf of the country You are obliged to give it a go uh, I'm not saying that you stop trying to be hard to beat But you are obliged to play two up front Against the Czech Republic at Hamden And you are obliged to go for it So that you approach Wembley in a positive frame of mind And you, you can't sit back And wait for England to take you out mm. uh, So we are obliged And I think it is a genuine obligation We're, we're taking 23 years to get here Let's give it a go we can, God, we can, be, we can afford to be a little bit more aggressive Particularly with the two home games Because we're at Hamden mm. so we, And I know there's all going to be limited fans But what I'm saying is You, you it's an opportunity Now see if you're in a different country You're away from home You know I think over the piece I think I quite like What I'm hearing for Steve Clark I'd be interested in what he puts it into practice Because he says We want to be on the front foot For me If they do that And they have a go Then I think the Scottish public Will back that to the hill If he sits back mm. And is negative And To go back to the command look days you had to do that because of the personnel I had a lot of the time, you know, because if you were expensive. But, I mean, but, but we are still underdogs, though, aren't we? Although we are That's... saying we've got great personnel. I mean, England are, I can't believe, but they're, they're tournament favourites. Yeah. They're, they're the oh, favourites yes. to win the tournament. And Croatia reached the last World Cup. So he, he is quite pragmatic. I wonder if, it, if there is that temptation to just, first of all, be hard to beat. Yeah, but uh, listen, you're going to have to work your way into the game. Whatever happens, Gordon, you can't just come out and go, right, we're going gung ho. Because the one thing, we, I said that earlier on about Luxembourg, mm. with the greatest respect to them. These three teams we are coming up against are far better yeah. proposition. Czech than, Republic than are rated forty in uh, the FIFA World Rankings. We are forty-four, therefore we're pretty much regarded as being the like same for as like, them. Yeah. So we're at home. We haven't been in a tournament for twenty-three mm. years. Uh, by all means, be hard to beat, but give it a proper go. Right. Every night this week, thank you to Donny. By the way, it was good to speak to him. Every night this week, we're going to end the show. 
By playing some Scotland songs To get us in the mood Hugh Keevans Now we're not talking about These tunes from years gone by We mean songs written This year For the Euros Whatever unofficial National anthems We can find this summer So if you've got a suggestion Or you've written one yourself Or whatever it is Send it over to us At Clyde SSB Or you can send it to me At Gordon Duncan 7 On Twitter And uh, we'll try and play The best ones between now And the end of the week And what, be- what better place to start Right with one of our very own I actually can't believe This guy's still awake Because he's going to be Starting work very soon but George Bowie joins us on the line George how's it going? Fantastic Gordon how are you guys? Not too There's bad at all There's a long morning on the show tonight is there? Not a lot and, it, and, it, and it's, it's, not even, it's not even Hugh Keevans George that's the strange thing in. I'm loving that Anyway uh, George like I said every night we're going to end the show by playing Scotland songs to get us in the mood you've been busy we're going to play you uh, your song in the not too distant future T- tell us a little bit about the process how many minutes after the full time whistle in Serbia did you decide to put this in action? Um, probably about five minutes before the final was <laughs> during the penalty shootout we thought we were going to do this uh, no it's one of those things it's like the, obviously the, the Andy Considine video kicked it all off Gordon but um, w- when you saw the players singing it in the dressing room I'd already made a, a mix up a GBX mix because I knew they were into all the stuff so I'd sent it down to Kieran Tierney and we're playing some, some GBX tunes in there and they're all dancing about and it just kind of like fell into place that it was inevitable we're going to get asked to do Yes Sir I Can Boogie and uh, I'm so glad we did I'm so glad I got the girls on board because they lost the original recording so we couldn't get the, their vocals from the original version I had to get a studio in Parma and fly the girls in and get them to re-record the vocals completely so oh, it's been worthwhile this is, a, this is an original Hugh Keevans yeah, yeah the, it's, the, not, it's not a sample or anything this is the original girls back together again is, it tr- is there any song. truth in the rumour that you know that wasn't easy to pull off so Hugh Keevans helped you pay for Back it up to get into the recording studio. We had a phone number in return and we couldn't do that, so unfortunately <laughs> I had to tell had me to this. Get it myself, Gordon, is one of those. The new me is a music critic as well. Is this boom boom music? It's not really boom boom music, Hugh. We we did a, a boom boom version for the GBX, which we brought out a couple of weeks ago, and that got to number sixteen in the charts, which were buzzing about. This is a much more commercial. Um, kind of radio friendly disco version that um, my mate Paul Keenan's remixed and I think you'll love it it's doing really well on the charts right now it just came out today and it's it's flying so delighted about that and yeah just really excited and you got big plans big plans for it this week as well well yeah yeah we've got a lot of stuff on this week and um, we're just I'm just buzzing for the, the, the games to start the tournament and to just watch just to be part of it when the, the music side of it is amazing because me and Hugh were in France 98 that's it we've appeared at a World Cup you and me Billy <laughs> We have been, uh, <laughs> Doing that show live On the Sean Belisi Many many years ago And here we are again So who knows Yeah really looking forward to this Like I said though It was obvious for us One of our own We're going to start Kicking it off with George But every night this week We want to end the show uh, By playing Scotland songs To get us in the mood And like I said We're not talking about You know these classics From the tournaments Of years gone by Talking about fresh stuff Stuff written for the Euros We're on the lookout For our unofficial National anthems for this summer But I want you a lot To get involved as well So if you've got a suggestion Maybe uh, you, You've heard one That you like Or you've got mates You're in a band Your mates are in a band Maybe you've written one yourself And pieced it all together Thanks to the The wonders of modern technology Send over your suggestions Or try and play the best ones uh, This week Send it to At Clyde SSB On Twitter Or if you want to, to Send it to me You'll find me over there At Gordon Duncan 7 So thanks to George For joining us I'll let him go Because he's up in the Not too distant future And uh, I'll just leave you with this 